0: This day in the life of the church is sometimes called the Feast of the Presentation. It's also called Candleness, which simply means a mass of candles. Fair to say we have that covered at this service. No, it's not, of course, the candles themselves we celebrate. It's the way in which they signify the light of God's love coming into the world through Jesus, a light we are meant to take and share in the world. In tonight's gospel, as Jesus' parents bring him to the temple, God's unquenchable light is recognized by two elderly prophets. Why do they bring him, this infant, who is six or maybe eight weeks old? We're told they brought him to the temple as it is written in the law of the Lord. They also offer a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord. And when they bring him in to do for him what was customary under the law, this is the third time we hear this, Simeon takes the child and praises God, and his praises are soon amplified by Anna's. Then, when they had finished everything required by the law, our fourth mention, the Holy Family leaves for Nazareth, where Jesus will grow up. It's a rule of thumb for anyone who wants to engage with the Bible, that if a word or a phrase recurs again and again, it's not a mistake or some editor's failure to catch the redundancy. So while there can be no doubt that the centerpiece of the story is Simeon and Anna's jubilation, and their announcement that this infant is the Messiah, we need to take a look at all that customary, law-fulfilling practice. Those repeated phrases actually give us a window into the power of the day-to-day life of faithful people and the necessity to have a community of faith. Mary and Joseph are faithful, and faithful parents bring their newborn child to the temple. That's why they're there. They do this to give thanks for Mary's safe delivery of the baby and to pronounce her clean so that she can resume full participation in the community's life. They come to present the child a great gift to them, as a gift and an offering to God from them. This is a very big deal for parents with their firstborn, but absolutely routine in the life of the worshiping community. Parents were coming in and out of the temple every day with newborns to offer their sacrifice. There have been plenty of shocks, and surprises for Mary and Joseph in their journey to parenthood. But now that the baby has come, what's happening is as predictable as predictable can be. Until Simeon and Anna speak, we know very little about them except that they are old and that they have been in constant communion with God through prayer in and out of the temple for decades. Their advanced ages tell us that they have been at this faith thing for a long, long time. It has primed them to see the holy and the action of God, even in the most routine, law-fulfilling occasion, in ways that Joseph and even Mary cannot yet comprehend Simeon and Anna understand both who this child is and who this child will be, not just for his parents or for the Jews, but for all people. Mary Oliver wrote many moving and powerful poems, some of them directly about faith, almost all of them grounded in the natural world, sea and sky, earth and animals, the world in which she immersed herself. Through her years, her decades of looking and watching, she she saw things that we who take a walk on the beach or bask in the sun on a summer's day often miss, although she assures us she is not talking about the exceptional, the fearful, the dreadful, the very extravagant, but of the ordinary, the common, the very drab, the daily presentations. Yet because of her years immersed, attentive and faithful to her calling, she gives us the gift of sight, so that with her we may recognize the untrimmable light of the world. I hope we all come to church because we choose to. I hope though that even when we don't make such a clear choice, we will come still because it is our custom or the right thing to do or what we think we ought to do. Be because in our church, in fact in every church that loves Jesus, There are those whose eyes, and more importantly, whose hearts and spirits, have been focused for years, for decades, looking and longing for salvation. Those prophets can help us see the salvation Jesus brings even unto us, so that we too might one day lose ourselves in joy and acclamation and then become the prophets for the generations to come.